Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Absolute pleasure to be with you on a Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Hope you had a lovely weekend. Lots to get to. Tragedy and hope. The highs, the lows. Tonight's recommended beverage, a nice Shiraz. Tonight's recommended snack, pita bread with jerked beef. Lots to get through. Settle in, make yourself comfortable. on this Monday edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Boogie Bumper here with you. Probably for the next hour or so, I might have to cut it a little bit short today because I've got somewhere to be. A very, very important... Important. Very important. A a very important place to be. Um, So we might have to wrap it up a little bit early today, but thank you for joining us here, 6pm Eastern, for another edition of the Daily Boogie. So much to get through. I hope you had a lovely weekend. I certainly did. I certainly have. Uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me about your weekend, then don't do it. But please follow me on Twitter at boogie bumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's show, a couple of ways you can do it. dlive.tv slash boogie bumper or the link at the bottom of the screen there, streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm just starting a little bit behind today. Hmm. Like I said, so much to get through. Tragedy over the weekend has fallen upon us. We've got to go over that. Um, I want to show you what it means to vote for freedom in tonight's episode as well. What it really means to embrace freedom. Uh, I see some new names tonight. If you are a new listener, let me give you the rundown. Uh, If you're a new listener to this podcast, you've never been here before, and you're a liberal, within the first 30 minutes, you will accuse me of being a Republican shill. And if this is the first time that you've listened to this show and you're a Republican, within the first 30 minutes, you will accuse me of being a liberal hack. This is just the way it goes. And that's exactly the way I like it. So thank you for joining us. Like I said, so much to get through and so little time. (laughs) I wonder how often Boogie refers to himself as Boogie outside of the show all the time. That's what my mother calls me when she's not calling me, you little prick. That's the first name. That's more like a pet name, though. People always used to look at us funny when I was growing up. I was like, no, 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 that's a pet name. It's cute. You little bastard, get out of there. It was just the way she expressed her love. John Bolton, huh? John freaking Bolton. John Bolton. John, John, John. Johnny boy. Um, <laughs> can, is anyone else? Is anyone else going to be with me on this? Fuck John Bolton. <laughs> fuck John Bolton. But it's not fuck John Bolton. I, like, I don't really know the guy. He might be a wonderful man. I don't know. He might be somebody who gives, you know, anonymous gifts to elderly people at the old folks' home at Christmas. You know, he might be doing all that. It's not fuck John Bolton. It's fuck the story of John Bolton. The best, like, we're just being bombarded now. 48 hours. Bolton, 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 Bolton. Non-stop John Bolton. I can't get anything else except John Bolton. The best that I can figure it out, there's maybe four things behind the whole John Bolton thing, okay? Maybe four. I could be missing stuff, but this is the the best four that I can come, uh, come up with. The guy's releasing a book, and what was what is being spoken about in the media has been sensationalized by you know, either the PR company or the media for their own agenda or by the PR company to generate interest and sales and pre-sales in the book. And when the book actually comes out, it's not going to be anywhere near as damaging as what people are saying. The other option is maybe he's telling the truth, which is what my friend, the voice of reason, Adam J said before. Maybe it's true what they're saying. But then I'm thinking like, well, okay, if it's true what they're saying, why would executive privilege apply 
in every other case except when you write a book about it. So I don't know. The other thing to consider too is um, people are saying, well, he can't testify anything damaging. He can't say this. He can't say that. What if what if the point is just to get him on the stand so he can say something damaging about something else and then just create a new news cycle? That's a possibility, isn't it? I mean, if if what people say is to be believed, that being that Donald Trump is there to drain the swamp on both sides, does it not make sense that the Republicans would also be out to get him when he is arguably at his, you know, softest? That being during an impeachment trial, makes sense to me. Why wouldn't he go up there and missile the guy? Why wouldn't he go up there and just launch bombs? It doesn't even it doesn't even have to be a bomb. It can just be something innocuous that will be you know, blown up, taken out of context, spread around, that will become the new news story for the next six months. But I tend to take the cynical view. I tend to take the former, that being, it looks to me like another cynical ploy to sell books. But even, we won't, this is the thing, we're not going to know. If he, if he testifies and he says stuff, then we'll know. If he doesn't testify, then we'll know too. When the book comes out, we'll know. Haven't we all been led down this fucking road so often? Like, why do we keep getting sucked into this? Why do we keep getting dragged into this same fucking bullshit? This same story every single time? You know the story. Media makes claim. Media says something. Everybody just sucks it up and circulates it and gives it oxygen. Like, I, I'm, I'm doing it too. Don't worry. I just did it then. But everybody sucks up the story, the innuendo, the rumor, the unnamed sources, and it just circulates around in the system. Everybody picks it apart. Next thing you know, three days later, it absolutely must be true. It must be happening. Thank you for the diamond, Gary Vance. By the way, follow Gary Vance on DLive because I tuned into Gary last night. The guy has a made-for-radio voice. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. How did you steal the diamonds, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamonds from, Gypsy? Am I wrong? How many times is the media going to do the exact same routine on people and have it work? How about this? Before people start pontificating about what Bolton does know, what he doesn't know, what he would say, what he won't say, what he can say, what he can't say, what he did see, what he didn't see, whatever the fucking story is. How about before any of that, we say to the media, hey, you guys have been leading society down the garden path for about four years consistently now. Fuck you. You have to earn the right to be taken seriously. You have to earn that back. Because right now you've got zero. There's nothing left in the tank. Scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal, unnamed sources, hot leads, bombshells. Haven't we, like, I, I feel like a bartender and all the media is there drinking. I want to say, haven't you had enough? Thank you, Winning TV, Phil D'Angelo. Uh, follow Winning TV on DLive as well, dlive.tv slash Winning TV. Haven't we had enough? Haven't we drunk enough of the media poison? It seems not. Seems not. Thank you, UK Neil. Another one to follow on DLive TV. And UK Neil doing his first official, his first official produced live stream the other day. Well done, UK Neil. At UK Neil on DLive. Follow our friends. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just watching this Bolton thing over the last 24 hours. Accelerate, 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 accelerate. And I haven't heard one person with clout, like one person in the media at all, not one of the pundit class, say, hey, before we go to, before we get too excited about uh, a, 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 apparently a leak from a book that we haven't actually read and we haven't actually seen and nobody's actually confirmed, before we go way over the top and get too excited about this, why don't we just uh, sit back and give the media a big middle finger and say you have absolutely no right to dictate what people talk about anymore because everything you say essentially amounts to bullshit. Thank you, Why Censored. Another one to follow on DLive, Why Censored. Pretty much everything you say 
has amounted to bullshit over the last three years. So, pff, who cares? Who cares? There's the, the next week could potentially be dominated by people arguing about what Bolton should say, what he shouldn't say, should he testify, shouldn't he testify, what's in the book, what did he hear? And it all amounts to fucking nothing. We'll find out eventually. The book will come out at some point. Either he will or he won't testify. And the book will come out and then everybody will see. Until then, all all that's being helped is the Democrats and the media's campaign to get John Bolton to testify, to get him on the stand, to create another circus, to create yet another shit show, to create yet another narrative to spin. That's all that's happening. Whether it's whether the story is real or not, that's what's happening now. Creating another circus out of thin air based on one leak from a book, apparently, allegedly, that nobody can confirm. And we're all just falling for it. Hook, line and sinker yet again. <laughs> yet again. So that's why I say, fuck John Bolton. <laughs> fuck him. I'm not going to pay any attention. Until the guy is actually on the stand saying things, I don't care. Until the book is actually released, I don't care. Fuck John Bolton. <laughs> fuck John Bolton before he took the job, and most definitely fuck John Bolton since he left the job. Fuck him. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. Original Rev in the chat. Around and around it goes. Just like the wheels on the bus. Exactly. Ah, So... Oh, I was saying Gary Vance, by the way. Follow Gary Vance on DLive. I tuned in last night, and Gary has, like, the classic radio voice. It brought back childhood memories of listening to overnight radio. And you see there, there's a lot of these ports in China and around North America. Very busy shipping lanes. I was like, ooh, I like this. I like this. <laughs> Tremendous radio voice does Gary Vance have. Very baritone. So check him out on DLive. So fuck John Bolton. Um, <clears throat> I do need to touch on tragedy, though. And this is serious, right? Obviously, you've all heard the news by now. Uh, the death of a legend, ladies and gentlemen. The death of a legend. Somebody who gave hope and inspiration to all, or at least a few people, Somebody who inspired greatness in others. Somebody who was revered. Somebody who, you know, the common man could look to and say, that's who I want to be one day. I am, of course, ladies and gentlemen, talking about the death of the legend, Penis Man. Unfortunately, Penis Man, this is a follow-up. We, we touched on Penis Man. <laughs> pardon the pun. Uh, pun not intended. We touched on Penis Man a couple of weeks ago. He has been caught. He's been apprehended. I know. I know. It's a tragedy. It's a tremendous tragedy. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through this this story, to be fair. Penis Man graffiti art, uh, artist arrested by 25 heavily armed SWAT officers. They, they don't send that many people to take down a school shooter. <laughs> Henry St. George Tucker in the chat. No! <laughs> I'm afraid so, comrade. They've taken down Penis Man. Accused Penis Man graffiti tagger Dustin Schomer announced on Facebook early Saturday morning that 25 heavily armed SWAT officers had arrested him on January 23 at his Phoenix condo. Tempe police confirmed on Saturday afternoon that they had arrested Schomer at 5.30pm on Thursday. Phoenix New Times published an article just before five on Thursday about the investigation, which police launched after numerous instances of a tagger scrawling penis man across public and private buildings and other objects since late November. The taggings had received nationwide attention on social media and on news sites, including ABC News 15. There he is. There's, there's the alleged penis man. <laughs> People like a SWAT team? Yes. He got the Roger Stone treatment. They sent the SWAT team in to take down the elusive and dangerous penis man. I know, it's a tragedy. <laughs> Squishy Mac in the chat. It's a hardship boogie, but you'll come through it. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to try. It's the only thing you can do, right? Just got to get up every morning and just keep trying. 
you know, my plan for approaching this, you know, the end of Penis Man, the death of the legend of Penis Man, free Penis Man, says UK Neil in chat. My plan for approaching this is, I forget which movie I'm ripping off, but I'm just going to get up every day and, you know, I'm just going to breathe in and I'm going to walk around and, you know, I'm just going to keep doing that and I'll keep getting up every day and then one day, hopefully, it'll hurt a little less than it does today. <laughs> That's my plan for approaching the death of Penis Man. The legend of Penis Man. As the New Times reported on Thursday, the tagger had become brazen with his markings in the past couple of weeks, hitting, among other places, the historic Hayden Flower Mill. Oh, not the flower mill! And the front door of Tempe's municipal building. Now that is ballsy. Uh, ballsy. Police didn't reveal they had apprehended a suspect less than an hour after the article appeared until they were contacted by the news media on Saturday. In a statement to the media, Tempe police said they believe he is responsible for multiple graffiti incidents of penis man throughout the city of Tempe and across Arizona State University as well. He was prolific, ladies and gentlemen. Prolific fugitive penis man. The statement continues, Dustin was booked into Tempe City Jail on 16 counts of aggravated criminal damage, eight counts of criminal damage, and one count of criminal trespassing in the first degree. Shoma didn't respond for a request for comment, but on the unmodded neighborhood group Facebook page, Shoma addressed the arrest. Penis man speaks, ladies and gentlemen. I just spent the last 24 hours in Tempe. This is penis man. I just spent the last 24 hours in Tempe in Phoenix police custody for spraying penis man. They raided my condo and vehicle and swarmed my entire complex in West Phoenix with 25 heavily armed SWAT officers and pointed a silenced assault rifle in my face. <laughs> I'm glad that they're taking down the big guys, the big fish. We need to make an example of this penis man. We can't have more penis men or penis men running around. Tempe, this mustn't be allowed. We need to nip this in the bud. Anyone with any doubt who the bad guys are here, be certain it is the city of Tempe, city of Phoenix, and the police forces valley-wide. Penis man fights back. There is no excuse for pointing an AR-15 in the face of a non-violent offender. Yes, but you did write penis man on things, Mr. Man. <laughs> it's a very serious crime. Shoma added in future in further posts that he spent a night at Maricopa County's 4th Avenue Jail following more than five hours in Tempe police custody, during which time he was given nothing to eat. He also wrote, For the record, I hate the institution of the police, but I do not think every single cop is a bastard. So no ACAB for penis man. To, to say they all are is, in my opinion, stooping to their level of profiling. Some of the detectives I met seem to be genuine penis man fans. Yes. <laughs> Gee, I, I just, I wish Penis Man was signing autographs in the in the police station, don't you? Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah, yeah, put him in a cell. Hey, by the way, Penis Man, my kid's a big fan. Could you just sign, could you just sign this stop sign for me, please? Little, little Jimmy's going to love that. Thank you, Penis Man. <laughs> he also wrote, Penis Man is neither man nor woman, you nor me. This is Penis Man. He wrote, quote, we are all penis man. Yes, I couldn't agree more. We are all penis man. Free penis man, ladies and gentlemen. What an absolute tragedy. What a terrible tragedy. The death of a legend, folks. Penis man. It was good while it lasted, wasn't it? All right. All right. Should we have a moment's silence for penis man? I can't believe that this wasn't front page news all across the world. I mean, he was pretty famous. I can't think of anyone more famous who died over the last couple of days. Can you? I can't. Um, I want to bring you this. Of course, you know, we will mention Kobe Bryant, but only in so much as uh, pol political candidates, presidential candidates are now being asked to comment on Kobe Bryant. And if there was ever a jockey sports fan in the field of potential presidents, it's obviously Pete Buttigieg. I mean, I look at Pete Buttigieg and I see a guy who probably followed football intensely when he was a kid. It's probably a tight end or something like that. It was probably an all-round jock kind of character. You know, not just good at one sport, but good at all sports. A sportsman. 
And then when he wasn't playing sports, he was probably following it very closely. You know, as all good athletes do, they know the other top athletes in the other disciplines. So there's only one guy that strikes me as that kind of a fellow, and it is Pete Buttigieg, uh, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Big, big basketball culture in Indiana, by the way. They love their basketball. So, so Pete Buttigieg was asked, James says, I am the walrus. Pete Buttigieg was asked about Kobe Bryant and the kind of effect that he had on him growing up and, and for everybody else more generally. And I think Pete Buttigieg paid tremendous tribute to Kobe Bryant when he was asked this on Fox News during a Fox News town hall. One of the things we ask our leaders to do is to make sense out of senseless events. Your thoughts about the death of Kobe Bryant? Well, it's, it's shocking, and I think we're all still in shock about what happened. And I think it's a reminder that our lives are often touched by people we never even meet. And there are millions of people, not just in Los Angeles, but around the world right now, mourning because they were inspired by what he did on... By Penis Man, right? This is about Penis Man, isn't it? The field, what he meant off the field. And it's also, of course, uh, uh, such a, a tough human moment to think about that he was spending time with his daughter on the field and off the field <laughs> Pete Buttigieg ladies and gentlemen big sports ball fan Pete Buttigieg well how about that tremendous local sports team hmm hello hello average Joe did you happen to watch the local sports team take on their opponents on the weekend my word what an encounter spirits ran high and tempers ran hot as the uh, local sports team did us proud in the local sports ball event at the sports ball stadium. Pete Buttigieg, ladies and gentlemen. He's a natural. Big basketball fan. Loves him. <laughs> Big sports fan, Pete Buttigieg. Loves it. On the field and off the field. All right. I, I want to bring you something else. And I have to give for this next item, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to love this, by the way. If you're a fan of freedom, you'll love this next one. But before I show you, I have to give a tip of the hat to uh, the guys on ROTC Media, Revenge of the Sis, Royce and Mersh, because about two months ago, they managed, it was maybe two months ago, three months ago, they managed to get an interview with this guy on their show. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend going to uh, the Revenge of the Sis YouTube page and looking for ROTC with John M McAfee. If you don't know who John McAfee is, He's the guy who invented uh, the, the antivirus software that you see on all the computers now. I think he's like the modern day version of Howard Hughes. Right, he's a little bit crazy and a lot brilliant. Maybe he's a lot crazy and a little bit brilliant. You decide, you decide the ratio from crazy to brilliance. Don't they say that? That it's a fine line between craziness and brilliance? So he's definitely riding that line. He's definitely, he's definitely on both sides of the line on a lot of occasions. So uh, big tip of the hat for them to, to get an interview with the guy. He has now announced that he is running for president, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be pleased to know. Uh, running for president as a libertarian candidate, which the, the free world definitely needs more of, I think. The, the free world definitely needs more, you know... Uh, People like to put shit on libertarians. People like to make fun of libertarians and libertarianism. But why can't there be a serious libertarian candidate? Why can't there be a serious guy running for the top job? Oh, yes. Andrew Jackson's hate in the chat. Uh, he's the one who sent me this clip, by the way. So thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. President over on YouTube. Why can't, why can't a libertarian win the presidency? Why can't a libertarian take on the two major parties? I hear you ask. Wouldn't that be good for freedom? Wouldn't that be good for democracy? Wouldn't that be good for the Republic? A serious libertarian candidate finally in the White House. So, so I'm 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 almost ready to um, throw the Daily Boogie um, irrelevant endorsement of a foreign devil behind John McAfee for 2020. <laughs> I think I think you know. As somebody who isn't, you know, emotionally invested in the presidency, um, the entertainment value for mine, like I thought I'd have to go a long way to find somebody more entertaining than Donald Trump. I don't think so. I think we've found the guy right here. I think we have him. I think we have our man. 
the shit-stirring, you know, the entertaining, but of course the pro-freedom candidate, ladies and gentlemen, John McAfee. And if, if you watch this 25-second clip and you're not convinced, then you and I aren't operating on the same plane of existence. Some people say I'm good. Some people say I'm bad. <laughs> the, the, the question that uh, you... Hey? Huh? Are you feeling it? <laughs> right? I, I, I'm, I'm giddy. I've got a smile from ear to ear. I can barely contain myself. This is utterly fantastic. Come on, this guy has to win. He has to win. Come on. Some people say I'm good. Some people say I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> with, the, with the super villain weird finger armor. Like no bulletproof vest for John McAfee. Just, just armor on one finger, on his stink finger. On his tickle finger. That's it. That's the only place he puts the armor. The, the question that uh, you have to ask yourself is... Do <laughs> Original Rev in the chat, comment of the night. He tweets good. He's qualified. I agree. <laughs> those words have any fucking meaning. Yeah. And this has been a public message from the McAfee 2020 campaign. If you look, if you look in his glasses, I just noticed this. I don't know why. If you look in his glasses, have a look there. The reflection in his glasses is that a is that a roll of bog paper? In, in being reflected in his glasses, is that toilet paper? Is he making this announcement from the toilet? And then why is his toilet covered in sound diffusing foam? <laughs> Thank you, Ben K. Veritas, for the diamond. Very generous of you. Why is his toilet covered in sound-diffusing foam? Does he have issues when he passes? <laughs> I, these are the questions that I want to know the answers to. And please, wouldn't it be so much more refreshing to have a, you know, a president, a world leader, just speak candidly with finger armour? When they shake people's... Imagine going up to shake John McAfee's hand when you're the leader of a smaller, shittier country and he's got finger armour on, wearing, wearing these glasses, staring right into your soul. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic. Please, let it happen. Vote for freedom. Don't you love freedom? If you love freedom, then you should love John McAfee. Uh, here's John McAfee on the campaign trail teaching people how to eat strawberries the correct, I suspect, American way because he is a patriot. <laughs> uh, Gypsy in the chat says, isn't he a murderer? So what? Who isn't? <laughs> Who isn't a murderer in politics? Come on, we're not going to let we're not going to let a little murder allegation stand against the guy, are we? I mean, we're not that picky, are we? Come on, as if they're not all killing people every day anyway. Who cares? At least, at least have a jovial um, murderer. At least have an eccentric murderer. Now, I, I like this because he's showing the likes of Andrew Yang. Not only how to eat strawberries, but the correct way to eat whipped cream, right? You don't you don't put whipped cream into somebody else's mouth. You shoot it into your own gob. You shoot it down your own gullet. Why are you giving away whipped cream? Why are you letting somebody else eat your cream, sir? This is the only way to eat strawberries. It's the only way I'm going to eat strawberries from now on. So... Continuing on with John McAfee, this is his campaign video that he tweeted out. This is a John McAfee official 2020 campaign video, folks. Again, if you love freedom like I love freedom, me and freedom are married. My wife knows and she's okay with it. My wife's kind of like my bottom bitch, you know what I mean? 
But freedom and myself, that's the real affair. That's the real lust. I wake up every morning, roll over, put my arm around freedom and slip one in. And it's consensual. Freedom loves me too. Freedom loves me too. I never miss a date with freedom. Never. Sometimes me and freedom will just go out to dinner and I'll just talk to freedom. I'll drink freedom's drinks because freedom needs to drive home because if I'm drunk, I'll get in trouble. So freedom drives home. No, I'm not driving. It's freedom. So I'm a big fan of freedom. Love it. Love it. So I saw this campaign video and I thought this is the most organic representation of freedom by any political candidate I have ever seen in my entire life. I will never be able to watch another candidate, a button-down candidate in a suit and a tie, talk about freedom because that's not freedom. Come on, wearing a suit and a tie. You're basically wearing the uniform of the capitalist pigs. (laughs) By the way, uh, if you're a conservative, now is the time when you accuse me of being a communist hack, you see, just so you know. You're basically wearing the uniform of the patriarchy and the capitalist superstructure that keeps all of the comrades oppressed. So don't do that. That's not freedom. That ain't freedom. A suit, a business suit, is just the prison jumpsuit of wage slavery. That's what that is. That ain't free. So (laughs) this has to be the best, like I said, organic outpouring of freedom from any political candidate that I've ever seen. I will never be able to take another candidate seriously when they talk about freedom and liberty, because unless they go through to this extent, they don't really mean it. Let's have a look at John McAfee's official 2020 campaign video, folks. You're going to love this for president, John McAfee for president in 2020. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, (laughs) yes, if you're listening to the podcast, that is John uh, McAfee shirtless swinging on a stripper's pole while strippers dance around him in a suggestive fashion. This is the official John McAfee campaign video for 2020. How can you take any other candidate seriously when they talk about freedom? This is freedom. Just get it out there. Here I am. Vote for me. His slogan could be, vote for me. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) He should win. He deserves to win. Nobody else is willing to go this far to prove how much they love freedom. This is the only guy. (laughs) And I love the beer. McAfee 2020. People are like, what the fuck? No, this is serious. This is a serious thing. He's running. Yeah. Yeah. Shake that ass. Pump it. Pump it. (laughs) Shake that thing, John. I'm, I'm inspired now. I'm inspired. Like, all jokes aside, eventually we'll get to this point, right? Eventually we'll get to this point where candidates will just be, the candidates that will be taken seriously will be the ones that maybe don't go this far. But I think society is ready now after however many hundreds of years of, you know, professional politics. I think society is ready now for candidates to just be 100% raw. You know what I mean? We're so cynical and we're, you know, we're so over the manufactured politician. You know, we're so sick of the politician that never puts a a foot wrong, never says the wrong thing, never gets caught out saying something, you know, sarcastic. It's taken out of context. They say a swear word. Oh, no, it's a big fucking tragedy. I think we're getting closer and closer and closer to a time when politicians will just stand up on a stage and say, no, fuck them all. I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, I was. Yes, I remember. Cast your mind back to Bill Clinton. 
where there had to be this this four-year-long discussion about whether Bill Clinton inhaled marijuana smoke or not. Give me a break. The questions in the future were going to be, how many times did you do cocaine yesterday? Are you high right now? Well, yes, yes, in fact, I am. I am high right now. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm sure you'll come up with some tremendous ideas about tax then. Ah, fuck the tax. Who wants to go to the strip club? Yes. I like this guy. I love, I love freedom. John McAfee, ladies and gentlemen, vote for freedom. And he's got the moves. And he can dance. He's the best. He is the best candidate by far in the entire field. He is head and shoulders above everybody else at this point. Again, if you're libertarian-minded, if you're more on the side of freedom, you who else could you possibly vote for <laughs> than the guy who gets his shirt off and releases a campaign video of him dancing with strippers at a strip club? Doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> They're shoving money into his underpants. It's just the best. Some of us are McAfee 2020. Evelyn is like, this can't be real. Make it stop. No, it's real. It's happening. Ladies. Ladies. There he is. Yes. And oh, and then right at the end, he falls over. He falls off the stage, gracefully falls down onto his face. <laughs> He meant to do that, by the way. Here he goes. (laughs) Drunkenly tumbles off the stripper's stage at the end of the video. That's it. I'm sold. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, You know, because like a lot of people have the wrong idea about what we do here. A A lot of people have always had the wrong idea. This has never been a Donald Trump cheerleading program. This has never been about cheerleading for Trump. This, this show is what it is. It is the Daily Boogie. It is the Boogie Bumper podcast. So I would like to make an announcement, ladies and gentlemen, that the irrelevant foreign podcast, otherwise known as the Daily Boogie, which nobody should take seriously in the United States whatsoever, at all, politically, we are throwing our official Daily Boogie endorsement. I'm going to go on Twitter after the show and say that my podcast endorses John McAfee for president in 2020. I hope you'll join us. I hope you'll come with us in supporting this tremendous man, this man who loves freedom, a man who's not afraid to shake his booty with strippers for his campaign. A man who's not afraid to tell you how to eat strawberries because, God damn it, you need to know how to eat strawberries. You need to be taught how to eat your strawberries. A man who's not afraid to point his armoured finger in the faces of the enemies of freedom. A man who's not afraid to have $100 bills stuffed down the front of his pants. Ladies and gentlemen, please, if if you agree, if you agree that freedom is the most important thing, then you must agree that John McAfee needs to be elected as president in 2020. He's an absolute legend. And I wish him all the best. There you have it. The official, that's breaking news. That's an exclusive for you here in the audience. The 2020, the Daily Boogie officially endorses John McAfee as the 2020 candidate after that. Tremendous work. So like I said, um, if you get a moment later on, head over to YouTube, Revenge of the Sis. Look for their interview with John uh, John McAfee. It's fucking sensational. Uh, it's, it's about half an hour, I think, 45 minutes maybe. They landed an interview with the great man, the, otherwise known as the future president of the United States. It's about three months old. So just look for that on YouTube and you'll see John uh, McAfee at his best, answering the hard questions. So thank you so much. All right. I, I want to get to this story. 
people are like, oh, Lord, have more mercy. Boogie, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie or bust, says Mr. Beard and Truth. <laughs> no. I, I, I want to see Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, and John McAfee. Oh, there's, a, there's another campaign gif. I've just been said, Andrew Jackson's taint, I think, is working for John McAfee. He's a booster for him. 2020 is a wrap. He's just sent this gif. <laughs> I'll tweet that out after the show. Thank you. Tremendous. <laughs> hey, we're, right, we're right behind him now. There's no stopping the, the freedom train, ladies and gentlemen. There's no stopping John McAfee. So I did want to get to this clip. I haven't watched it. I just saw the, the headline and I thought, well, it's probably going to be good. Man charged in bizarre witchcraft sex crime murder on trial. Let's have a look. Because, you, you know, I love this kind of stuff, right? This is the important news. This is the stuff that matters most. And they started with a huge jury pool, 89 people. And of course, that will be whittled down to 13, at least one alternate. In fact, they even had to use a larger courtroom today to handle that large group. But again, that jury selection well underway. 43-year-old Santos Botello is one of four charged in the death of Francisco Esparza. In May of 2017, Esparza was found dead along the side of FM 517, not far from the Alvin Nursery where he worked. But going back, the case gets bizarre. Espar well, it's, it's on the right show. Esparza's son thinks his relationship with this man, Jose Leva, was tied to his father's murder. Are you Mr. Why can't these people get their levels right? The then teen that he had bad spirits in his body. Ooh. He offered to cure him through prayer sessions. Ooh. <laughs> okay, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. If that's where it ends. Like, I don't have a problem, you know, uh, people talk about bad spirits and, you know, demons infesting people and... I nearly said circumcisions, exorcisms, right? That's been a pretty common thing in a lot of religions in one way, shape or form for a long time. And if the spirit is just, you know, like a lack of willpower or whatever it might be, or if it is like a legitimate evil spirit, and if prayer in some way helps the person's brain guard themselves against that, if it helps them steal themselves for the fight that they need to have, I'm all the more for it. Tremendous. Love it. Great stuff. Anything to keep you out of the public health system and out of the, out of the pockets of taxpayers, I'm all for. If we could cure all diseases with prayer, I would be walking around the street with a Bible right now instead of doing this. So, like, start praying. Let's cure the sick because they cost far too much money to be in hospital. So I wonder what comes next, though, because they did say it gets a little bizarre. It's like, look, you've got, you've got bad spirits in you. Why don't you come over to my place? I'll pray over you, and then we'll make it all better. We'll make this, the bad spirits go away, okay? He had bad spirits in his body, and he offered to cure him through prayer sessions. Mm -hmm. The sessions involved the use of erotic rubbing oil. The sun's... <laughs> now, I'm no expert when it comes to Christianity. I do claim to be a Christian. I just don't claim to be a good one, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I never say I'm a good one. So I'm no expert. Maybe it's in maybe it's written in the Bible somewhere in the back. You know, maybe it's it's in the glossary somewhere. When somebody comes over to your house and you're trying to cleanse them of the evil spirits, you get out the coconut scented baby oil, the rubbing oil. The she actually called it the erotic rubbing oil. <laughs> the Amber leader of the chat's like, red flag! <laughs> Okay, so the first part of our session here, I would like if you could to remove your trousers. Uh, I'm just going to get the erotic oils. Uh, God, God works his magic best when my hands are lubricated to your buttocks. So if you would please just remove your pants. Uh, I'll get the erotic oils and we'll see if we can suck that nasty little demon out of you, huh? See if, see, see if we can get that nasty little critter the hell out of you. Hmm? Now just bend over the table. <laughs> There you go. Nice and relaxed. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> At that point, I'm starting to go, hey, maybe I should call like a doctor or something or call the pastor. 
Gary Vance says that part's after Revelations. First, the revelation. First comes the reveal. First comes the revelation, then comes the erotic rubbing oil. <laughs> he said Leva was into witchcraft. Ah. The son said he didn't want to see Leva anymore. Two days later, the teen's father said he was going to call Leva and tell him not to bother his son anymore. That same day, Esparza was killed. We went by Leva's home, and we were told by people in his driveway that he was at the doctor. So we called him on the phone. Do you use witchcraft? He would not answer any of our questions. Well, you didn't show up with the rubbing oil. There you go. That was pretty disappointing. I probably should have pre-watched that one. <laughs> I thought there'd be more. I thought there'd be more. But yes, I think we can all agree, uh, even if we aren't the best Christians on earth, ladies and gentlemen, we can all agree that erotic rubbing oil is an essential part of the exorcism proce uh, process, I think, as far as I can tell. I would, I'm happy to be corrected, though. Uh, what have we got? Oh, this will be a. this is a nice one. Speaking of witchcraft, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this was tweeted out earlier in the week by Pink News. Is drag appropriate for children? What do you think? Is drag appropriate for children? Uh, <laughs> let's I'll, let's have a look. Let's let's watch this video and see if if you can be the judge. I think drag is for people of all ages. All really. ages. I mean, there's a kid there. Let's get over that. Drag is a subculture. Now it's Drag is for everyone. All ages. Okay, what about a six-month-old baby? <laughs> to be up there to, you know, Priscilla Queen of the Desert with all of the glitter and the white hair dye and shit. It's been pushed into the mainstream. And I feel like a lot of kids identify with, you know, dressing up and exploring gender and sexuality and everything like that. Do I have to ask the obvious question? And again, I'm open to being corrected here. I'm open to being wrong. So if I've got this wrong, please let me know why. Please let me know how, okay? Why is it that when people raise concerns with things like, say, drag time story hour, they'll make the argument, why are you trying to sexualize children? And then the people who are in favor of these programs say all the time, this is not about sexualizing children, right? How many times have you heard that? This has nothing to do with sexualizing children. You've got it all wrong. Don't be a bigot. It's got nothing to do with sexuality. Don't be about sexualizing children. And it's like, okay, how can there be gay kids then? How can there be gay children? Have you noticed over the last couple of years, they now just, free, like, without being challenged on the topic, they talk about children being gay. But if to, if to be gay is to be sexually attracted to a member of the same sex, how can a child who is not sexually attracted to anything because they're a child, because they're not sexually attracted to anyone, how can they possibly be gay? if gay is defined as being sexually attracted to X or sexually attracted to Y. And then they say, well, it's not about sexualizing children, but we're exploring children's sexuality. What? You can't have both things. And where it was like sort of four or five years ago, not even that, not even that long ago, where it was so obvious, right? Everybody agreed, no, kids can't be sexually attracted to other people because they're kids. They don't have the, their brain hasn't developed to that point yet. We all agreed. All of a sudden, just slipped in under the radar without really talking about it. We're now talking about five and six-year-old children being gay because they're sexually attracted to children of the same sex. When did that happen? And why did it happen? And you know, you know the way it goes. And now to say anything contrary to that, now that's bigotry. Now that's homophobia as well. Without noticing, without any kind of conversation, they just slipped the kids into the equation. And everybody pretended like it wasn't happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. It's amazing to see these kids here exploring their sexuality. This is what they're saying. On camera, openly. They don't care. Nobody's stopping them. Look at the crowd. 
cheering. <laughs> cheering for the gay, the gay children. How did this happen? It, it just happened. So they're asking the question, is, you know, drag, is, let's say, is drag okay for children? It's a very loose question to begin with, isn't it? And see, they try to say, oh, well, it's kids like dressing up. No, no, no. That's not the same thing, right? That's not the same thing as being a drag queen. It's not just dress ups. Because the, the, the sad irony of this is, if the kid wanted to dress up like a cowboy and shoot some Indians, they would say that that's offensive and dangerous. If the kid wants to dress up like RuPaul, they would say it's a wonderful liberation and children exploring their sexuality. And sometimes you go like, what the fuck? Oh my God, I can't believe you're dressing up as that symbol of colonial oppression and genocide of the Native Americans. How dare you? Don't dress up as a cowboy, you disgusting white supremacist. It's like, oh, okay. What if I'm, what if my son wants to put on a dress, fake tits and makeup? Is that okay? Of course that's okay. He's exploring his sexuality. That's what we're all about. It's just about fun. <laughs> it's about playing dress ups. <laughs> Don't you be a cowboy though. So now it's been pushed into the mainstream. It's been pushed like into the mainstream. With, you know, dressing up and exploring gender and sexuality and everything like that. And it's amazing to see these kids supported by their parents. Exploring sexuality. Yeah, why, don't, why, why don't you just have sex with some men and see how that feels? <laughs> why don't you just experiment a little bit? It'll be fine. You'll love it. You'll love it. Trust me. Children are supposed to explore things. I've got to laugh because, like I said, it's, this has just all happened in the last few years. And, you know, aside from little homo of obviously homophobic corners on the internet, aside from that, nobody cares. Nobody talks about it. They're not, in, not interested. Nah, who gives a fuck? Whatever. But we care about stuff that's completely mundane and stupid. Yeah, we care about kids playing with toy guns because they say that that perpetuates male violence. But we don't care about the same boys, like I said, strapping fake tits to their chest, walking around with makeup, pretending like they're a 45-year-old woman. That's just plain, they're just exploring their sexuality. What's your problem? It's bizarre. <laughs> I don't even know if it's worth, like, people get angry about this stuff and I get it, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty out there. Is it, but what do you do now? What do you do? Everyone's already accepted that this is the way it's going to be. And they're going to do it whether you like it or not. They're just giving you the finger. So what can you do now? Is there even any point to getting mad about it? Or are we supposed to just sit back and go, well, you know, at least it's not my kid. <laughs> just sit back and go, yeah, whatever. All right. Do whatever the hell you got to do. Just do it over there. You know, what I mean? like what, what can you do? Nobody's going to do anything. The politicians aren't going to do anything about it. It's too risky for them. It's too risky. They can't afford the social media outrage campaign. Campaign. Oh my God. I don't want to have to put up with a hashtag. We can't deal with that. We've got votes to win. I'm not going through that. Right? So they're not going to do anything about it. It's coming in and just having the best time of their life. Like they're, they're the best time of their life. Means the world. Like they're obviously looking at so much. But to see these families really supporting them means everything. Like, I just think it's great. Drag is a very wide spectrum of different things, and drag has become more all-encompassing over the years. <laughs> How can drag be all-encompassing? <laughs> Come on. We know what drag is. Drag is men dressing up as women in a, you know, a comically stereotypical whorish fashion and, you know, miming songs and trying to dance in stilettos. That's what drag is. Drag is not an all-encompassing thing. It's, it's, it's not a philosophy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Christianity, Buddhism, Stoicism, drag queens. <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me. Is there a drag queen Bible? Is there a book of drag? And he said unto them, tape your buttocks together so your testicles don't drop too low when you're shaking your thing in front of the children. It's an all-encompassing thing. It's a lifestyle. 
and I think there's a large variety of appropriate drag, inappropriate drag, political drag. Political drag. <laughs> when do you want to see some political drag? As you all know, um, this podcast just earlier endorsed John McAfee for the 2020 presidential campaign. <laughs> I think if we're being fair here, if we're being objective, if we're being reasonable, the only possible challenger to John Mac uh, McAfee for 2020 would be somebody in political drag. I think that's the only option that we have. Maybe one of the current candidates now, if it doesn't work out for them, they could drop out run as an independent and just do it in drag. Who knows? I mean, it's the only way they're going to come close to Johnny boy. Fun drag, educational drag. Edu educational drag. So let's go through all the different drags. We've got, we've got appropriate drag, inappropriate drag, adult drag, political drag, fun drag, educational drag, it's really just whatever activity you happen to be doing at the time and putting a dress on. That's, I think that's what it is. If you're a man, it, that, that, it doesn't become a new form of drag. Like if I'm cooking on the grill and I decide to put high heels and makeup on and fake tits and a dress, a sparkly dress and a wig, I am now not all of a sudden doing barbecue drag. No, no, no. I'm just a guy in a dress cooking a barbecue. You see, You see my point here? If I decide to do politics, it does not then become political drag. It becomes a guy in a dress doing politics. It's, it's, not a, it's not an offshoot. It's not a new sect of the drag community. It's just something you're doing whilst wearing drag. And I think there is a part in that spectrum that is appropriate for younger kids. There's yeah. Which part of the spectrum? Which part of the spectrum of the philosophy of drag is appropriate for, ch for, for kids? Child drag, kitty drag. Obviously a plethora of children here. Um, it's just how you look at it and it's uh, situational. But no, I don't think drag is not for anyone. <laughs> situational, guys. Situational. There's, look, there's heaps of kids here. Might as well dress them up. Hmm. Your drag name could be Barbie Girl, says Why Censored in the chat. There you have it. <laughs> Is drag appropriate for children? You be the judge. Uh, I personally don't have any problem with it whatsoever, obviously. Uh, obviously, I think drag is just a tremendous thing and everybody should do it and there's all kinds of drag. Uh, I will, on the next episode, I will show up in drag. I will be wearing a dress on the next show to throw my support behind the drag queen community. Because as we all know, they get so much unfair treatment. They get treated so unfairly by the mainstream. I mean, all they're trying to do is teach children by their own words. All they're trying to do is help encourage children explore their own sexuality. But it's not about sexualizing children. <sighs> that, would be a, that would be a rather bigoted thing to say of you, Nazi. You Nazi. You got something against kids exploring their sexuality? Yes, I do. Well, then you're just a big old hater. Now put on this dress immediately. Only John McAfee can save us now, folks. Uh, like I said, I'm going to have to cut it a little bit short tonight because I do have somewhere to be. So my sincerest apologies. I'll be back tomorrow night with another full-length episode of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to follow our friends at Real Person PLTCS, at ChrisMC44, who I think just went live right now, uh, at Why Censored, at UK Neil, at Winning TV, uh, Gary Vance also in the chat. Anyone else I forgot. Also, don't forget, check out uh, the John McAfee interview on Revenge of the Sis on YouTube and a big tip of the hat for them. Give them a like and give them a share for getting this great man out there and into the open, uh, getting interviewed on YouTube. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond winning TV. Uh, as I said, I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Subscribe by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to teach me about drag, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Fuck John Bolton. And we'll see you soon. Bye bye.